the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Start spreading the news. They're losing today. They took a massive dump again. New York, the Yankees. They went silent when the stakes were the highest. They are not kings of the hill. Instead, they are the toilet paper you use after a taco dinner. Another year without a title. New York. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me as always, singing some Frank Sinatra this time. S-Man. What up? <laughs> Steve Ford. How's it going, man? Oh, man, it's going pretty good. How you doing? I'm uh, I'm. I'm doing well. If you uh, would have uh, would have said to me, uh, you know, said to my past self, hey, Steve, why don't you head on over to www.bovadasportsbook.com and uh, place a bet on the Phillies? I would have said, you're crazy, man. You crazy. I probably, I probably should have because now they're in the World Series and who would have believed that I'm still in shock. Yeah, Bovada is pretty cool. We've been looking at it for the over and the unders, seeing uh, along the way for uh, major league baseball season, but it's pretty cool that for the postseason they kind of give you some pretty cool game lines, but yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you. I wouldn't have guessed being <laughs> here when we did our predictions about where we'd be today. I, I wouldn't have predicted maybe the Astros. I mean, the Astros yeah, seem more I, likely than I the Phillies. I predicted the Astros, but at least I predicted, I thought the Yankees would put up a fight. Uh, yeah. The Yankees just pretty much rolled over and said, uh, stick it in our butts it's uh it's it just go to town you know right i i i never did i think that the yankees would not even win a game <laughs> yeah <laughs> that championship series That's yeah I, I think out of everybody that was coming into the playoffs i thought they had the most juice but i think the guardians exposed them a little bit in mm-hmm. in the alds for sure and then when yep. they made the alcs we knew it would probably be a close battle and i think a lot of the odds were kind of going in Vegas anywhere. We're all pointing towards the Houston Astros making yeah. it. And nope. I think we were too. I think, well, the Houston, but we thought the Yankees would give them a shot. And <laughs> I, I guess I didn't predict it. I didn't think that it would be uh, a blow a sweep. I had no idea it would be a sweep. Nope. Nope. I didn't either. And, uh, you know, in the fashion that they did, it's, you look at the Yankees, you think of their offense with judge, you got all these great heavy hitters, but, they struck out, I believe, 17 times in game one. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. Know? And Houston just yeah had its way. And then you think, all right, well, you know, they lost the first two in Houston. We're going back to the Bronx. Everything's going to be fine. And then they got blank 5-0 mm-hmm. uh, in, in game three. And then they're like, all right. So they they threw everything they had at them in, uh, in game four. And Houston was like, yeah, still not good enough. Jeremy Payne is like, yeah, I got this. And uh, just uh, just took it to him in the Bronx, too. So. When the Yankees pulled ahead there, I was like, okay, yeah. this is what yep. they need. This is how they need to push forward. Yeah, they and took a three-zip lead or something. Right. right. Yeah. And then when the Astros came back, I looked at my dad. I was watching it with him. I said, this is the this is the Astros series. Like, there's yep. just no way the Yankees could keep up with them. You could tell 
just the kind of two te- the teams that were playing. I mean, you've seen one team that was just very inexperienced in the postseason, didn't have enough on their bench, didn't have enough in the bullpen to really carry them. And then you've seen the Astros who just kept coming at them. Yeah, yeah. The Astros definitely showed their playoff prowess. And then, you know, you talk about, I believe I heard on MLB Network, they only have four members left from that 2017 championship team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's all like, oh, they're the cheaters. They're the cheaters. Well, guess what? There's only four members left from that team. This is a completely new team. Shows that, you know, Houston knows what they're doing when it comes to player development. You got these new people stepping up, like Jeremy Pena, like I said earlier. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Alvarez stepping up. Uh, you know, Valdez uh, there with, with pitching. This is you know, a completely rebuilt team. And they just keep coming at you. So They do. And don't, don't, don't you think Jeremy Pena kind of has a lot of similarities to what Carlos Correa did for him in 2017. I do. And uh, it was funny, you know, I I think I heard Lauren Shahadi or something say uh, uh, Carlos Correa came up to Jeremy Pena, you know, in the off season when it was still uncertain if he was going to come back to to Houston or not, or go elsewhere, which obviously went elsewhere. He said to Jeremy Pena, you know, just, you know, take note, this is going to probably be your position coming in for, uh, for, for next year. So just embrace it and just do the best you can. Yeah. You know, and he's he's taken it and run with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, hats off to the Houston Astros, man. People like Jeremy Pena, who you just explained, is just that. And like you said, development, development has been key here. And they just keep bringing in guys that provide. I mean, everybody says Justin Verlander, right? Justin Verlander yeah. in in that in that rotation. But I mean, for Christ's sakes, I mean, you got that Valdez, who's amazing. Nope. Christian Javier's no joke. I mean, this nope. is a team that's actually built to win for the long haul. I yeah. mean, I mean, true. A lot of these guys' windows probably will close within the next two or three years. But uh, Lance McCullers aside, who I'm kind of like eh, iffy on, but I, I think <laughs> right. Framber Valdez, Justin Verlander, Christian Javier, and then you go to their bullpen. It's just, it's good. I mean, they found people like Rafael Montero, who was kind of a journeyman guy, and then he found a really big role here with yep. within this bullpen. And they got Ryan Presley. I'm yep. just very impressed top to bottom. I mean, one thing we'll probably talk about later when we break down this a little bit more is the Astros didn't need Jose Altuve to win. I think up until that last that game four, I believe he was zero for twenty four. Yeah, he was it, dead. He was dead in the water. I mean, yeah, he was dead in the water, and that was the longest hitless streak in postseason mm-hmm. history by any team. Yeah, I think he might player. Been- in that 18 inning game with the Mariners, he went like 0 for 8 or something. I've like never that. even heard of something like that. <laughs> and he he's a batting champion. So, right. you know, and, and to see him go that cold. I mean, I'm glad they turned it up here near the end and hopefully that'll carry over the World Series. But yeah, it just goes to show, you know, you don't need just Altuve. You don't need Bregman. It's the others that are that are stepping. Michael Brantley's not even there. You know, you got, you got your Kyle Tuckers and your Jordan Alvarez and your Jeremy Pena's stepping in and saying, it's all right. It's all right. Veterans. We got this, you know, yeah. step aside, <laughs> step we aside. Got there's new kids in town. And I like know? that you said that you, it, it, I like that. I like that you brought that up because you do, you do have the youngsters who are coming in and taking over where the, where the veterans aren't like, if there's a veterans not producing, you do have somebody younger coming up and producing. And that just like, again, a credit to the development and yep. just how they draft and how they do, how, how the Houston Astros run. And I'll tell you right now, I, I love, I mean, they lost AJ Hinch, but they didn't skip a beat. They got Dusty nope. Baker and he has <laughs> filled in. I imagine teams are kicking themselves right now. They're like, why didn't we get Dusty Baker? And they're yeah. like the white socks. And some of those are like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are we doing? The Padres and Dusty Baker has just proved not only the respect of the clubhouse, but he's just one of the all-time great managers of this game. 
No, it really is. And I still, as a homer with a tight, you know, as a tiger fan, I still kick myself that they, uh, Tigers didn't take a chance on him after Jim Leland left. Instead, right. they gave the keys to Brad Osmus. But Dusty Baker is pretty much calling them and saying, hey, I'm available. If you guys want you know, me to take over, you know, I'd be glad to. No, no, no. We'll go the youngster route here. That, that'll that work out well for us. And obviously, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, and yeah. it was like this wave because, remember, Aaron Boone was being hired. You were getting some of these younger managers, Gabe Kapler. Mm-hmm. A lot of people at that time were thinking younger managers are the way to go in this game. Kevin Cash, yep. some of those guys. And while that has worked very good for some teams, it hasn't worked for some a lot of teams. Yep. So obviously the Phillies with uh, Girardi and, uh, you know, because I'd consider him young. But look what the, right. the San Diego Padres did before they got Bob Melvin. I mean, that hasn't yeah. really been a, a very good a good plan moving forward and the Tigers. Yeah. They, they had a shot at getting dusty, but I think their thing was let's get a younger manager to help, yep. to help with these young kids. But when you really look on the outside, you're like, why would that help a younger team? Wouldn't you want yeah. to respect the respect of the clubhouse and, and try to find somebody who has saw more games than them has witnessed mm-hmm. more games and has a little bit more experience. I mean, true. We don't want somebody like LaRusso who's falling asleep in the dugout, <laughs> but yeah, at least somebody who's like there and, and can really give these kids the uh, the coaching that is necessary for somebody their age. Yeah, and they can you know, relate. You, you you talk to a lot of those Astros players. They all say they'll run through a wall for Dusty Baker. Right. So you, you don't hear that as much for the younger managers. You don't. You don't, you know? dude. So, yeah, hats off to them. And and like we said, the Phillies. Oh my I, god, I, dude! I was not expecting that. The, they're like the the cardiac kids or something because they're pretty much left for dead. I think you and I were both predicting it in the wild card series when St. Louis was up going into the ninth that all right well they're going to go down one zip and they'll probably roll over and play dead and and go quietly and ever since then they just came to life and this team just finds ways to win and they're hot at just the right time they are and the name of the baseball the the name of the game is how long can you last it's it's such a long season and you found in their first series against the Mets beat them 2-1 next in the ALDS destroyed the the Dodgers three one. And then yep. it came to this series. They lost their juice. You yep, could just see it did. in their play. They looked all tired. They looked, they just looked dog tired. They looked out, man. They, yep. they didn't look like the, the Padres that were in the first two rounds at all. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. And uh, yeah, good for, good for Bryce Harper. Now he's going to play in the world series, Casty, all these uh, you know guys for the Philly JT Rumilto and mm-hmm. uh it's it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm excited too. But right now, if you if you go to Bavada, you can see just the odds that are happening right now, and mm-hmm. it seems like the overwhelming favorite is definitely the Astros going into the World Series at this time. Which makes sense. They have the experience. They have the you know the the better record. I think that this is the uh, one of, if not the largest, uh, win differential between teams that are meeting in the World Series. Uh, with I think uh, you know Phil, Philly has what they had eighty seven wins or something in the regular season, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, obviously Houston had one hundred and six. So um, you know, uh, overwhelming uh, odds are uh, are in Houston's favor, but the Phillies have have shown that whatever we'll just go out and play our game, and whatever happens happens because you know they took out the uh, you know they took out the champs in in Atlanta, and you know it's it, it's it's going to, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm it is. Here. And the thing that I think is interesting is right away for that game line for the, for mm-hmm. the betters, you're looking at 
uh, I think the line would have been a little higher if Zach Wheeler was starting, but they got Aaron right. Nola. Aaron Nola is having actually a really good postseason. Mm-hmm. So we know Aaron Nola is going to start for Philly on Friday. But okay. they actually, um, Dusty Baker hasn't officially announced who is going to start game one uh, for the Houston Astros. Now, I would assume it would be Justin Verlander, but I'm yeah, hearing but, that's not the case. But you got to, and I love Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is not the best World Series pitcher. You know, I'm glad I, you brought that up. Uh, talk more about that because I'm really glad he, you brought that up. Because too. he he's a great regular season pitcher, does well in the rounds leading up to it. But in the World Series, he seems to drop clunkers. I recall in in 2000, uh, 2012, kicking off against uh, uh, the Giants, he basically set the tone by by crap in the bed there. I mean, in the World Series, Mike, he's 0-6 with a 5.6 ADRA. So, um, you know, it, he might not be the right person to set the tone here for the series. So um, he might be a good, you know, person to put maybe game two, you know, and go with uh, – Go with Valdez or you know Christian Javier or something mm-hmm. to kick off the uh, the series, then have JB go in game two because uh, I think he's pitched in game ones in 2006 and in 2012 with the Tigers and he lost both those. So um, yeah, I, I I don't blame Dusty Baker for thinking about it and weighing everything in because game one's going to set your tone here going forward. So it's definitely I, I- a, a big game to get. I completely agree with you, and I couldn't agree with you more because you do you look at his stats. And he's he's played in four World Series. Well, this will yep. be his fifth World Series. Yep. And in those four World Series, I mean, you're talking about what he in seven games, he's mm-hmm. he's gave up nine home runs. Yeah. So the, uh, you're right. I, I, that's it, that's a big thing. And I think for anybody, whether you're betting, whether you're watching, rooting for, uh, you know, and I know Astros have are kind of favored to win here, but I got to say that right there is is a pretty big stat. And then you mix that with mm-hmm. a bunch of young guys who've never really pitched in the world series before yep. Yep. that could be a mix of disaster for the Astros. And I think going into it, Rob Thompson, the, the manager for the Phillies and, and his crew are already know that they're probably like, yeah, we know these guys aren't, you know, we know Verlander's not great in the world series. We know these guys are young, so right. they might not be as ready to go. So yep. I, I think that people who I, I feel like his Phillies will be ready for that to capitalize off any mistakes. I think so too. Coming into the to this World Series matchup, Houston and Phillies, I really like it. I know the Phillies haven't won since uh, what has it been? Oh eight was oh eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Last... Yeah, they yeah. went back to back in oh eight and oh nine, and then the Yankees beat them in two thousand nine. Wow, so that was their last uh, last trip there. Yeah, it was two thousand nine last win is two thousand eight. And then obviously the Astros haven't won since seventeen. So seventeen. But they, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be a last her last hurrah of the, of the series of the of the season. This is going to be fun. It is. I'm very very excited. Um, hopefully, it, it's not a, a sweep, and we can uh, see a very competitive series. So absolutely. And then moving outside of the World Series matchup, we have some news within the rest of the league. So one that came across right away, and I think I texted you and be like, "Yeah," because you and I called this from the we get-go. Did. We did. Uh, yeah. Bruce Bochi is back. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be fun. It, it's completely different than what he had in with the Giants. Because with the right. Giants, he had 
fantastic pitching and then try and scrape together some offense and win the game. This time he's got fantastic offense and a, a pitching staff that leaves something to be desired. So um, I'm just excited to see him back in the game. You know, we kind of had a feeling, like you said, that he wasn't going to be gone for long. I think he no. had the itch to uh, advantage again. He probably just wanted to recharge the batteries and uh, find a, another opportunity to strike again. So. I mean, you get burnt out in this game easily. And easily, Bruce Bochy's like. been doing it season after season, just being a great manager. And yep. World Series, uh, he's been to World Series, he's won big yep. games, he's coached big players, managed big players. But yep. I think now, like you said, he's with a team that's different than the aging Giants team that yeah. he was when he, when he left. And right now, I mean, I would say the glaring need for this team would probably be their pitching. Yep. And I think that's something they're probably going, they have, they have some money. So I think that's something they're going to address in the off season. But I mean, I think their offense is well on their way. We saw them oh, pick yeah. up at the, the Rangers pick up like second half of the year, especially with led by Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, who I still don't think you build a team around, but, no. but I think you have some bright spots there, obviously with Josh Jung coming up and providing a little bit of a spark. Mm-hmm. Adolis Garcia is still a, a pretty big bat for him. So Nathaniel Lau, I mean, I think, this team has a lot of upside, and I think yep. they were just tired. They're like, listen, we need, we're not going to go young. We're going to go older, an older coach. And I think right. this is the guy for him. I think this was the, exactly what they needed. And they basically took yep. a, a play out of San Diego Padres' book. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. The pitching staff definitely leaves something to be desired here. I'm yeah. just I'm looking at some of their stats, and their ERAs aren't really something that blows you away. They had one pitcher. Uh, Martin Perez, that was under under three all year. Everyone else was over four, you know, close to four or over it. So uh, definitely need some pitching. Cough, cough, Clayton Kershaw. Um, hey, and, uh, yeah, 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 good call, good call. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think they'll be they'll be well on their way. But like you said, the bones are there uh, for for their offense uh, with with Seager, Simeon, uh, like I said, Josh Jung uh, coming up. Um, definitely, definitely in the right direction offensively they're ahead offensively than they are in pitching. So I, I totally agree. I mean, you can't, you have a staff led by John gray, who's Woo! not, in my opinion, not the best. He's such an inconsistent pitcher. So 30 years old, yeah, he's still young enough to do it. Yeah. Uh, he comes up sometimes. You're like, wow, uh, where has this guy been? He's kind of reminds me of Jake Arietta. A lot of Ooh, Jake. Yep, Arrieta, yep, where yep, where, he where he like, comes up big, but the older he gets, the more like useless he's become. <laughs> Yes. No, I completely, completely agree. You know, Jake Arrieta had that no hitter, but then also sometimes it was like head scratching some of his, uh, his starts. So yeah, no, I completely get that. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I love the Clayton Kershaw ad in there. I think that is a team he would go back home to Texas. Yep. And yep. one thing Bruce Bochy loves, he loves veterans in his oh, rotation. Does. So yep. Clayton Kershaw. I mean, that screamed Clayton Kershaw. So oh, totally I, does. I can definitely see that. Now, on the flip side of things, I had we had to add this in there just because obviously we're Tiger fans, but we think this. I think this is a good thing to talk about just because this is what cleaning out a rotten front office looks like. A rotten, and, and, and nobody else is talking about it. If you watch MLB, Network, nobody no, is. Nobody's brought up all these moves that the Tigers are making, pretty much taking up the trash. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Harris, who they signed to be their president, and just he's running the operation, running the right. show there. Big analytics guy to San Francisco. He ended up firing David Chad, who was their assistant GM. <laughs> he also there forever. F- been there forever. I mean, we're talking yeah. like 
15 years. Yeah, yeah, 15 years. He also fired Kevin Ran, <laughs> who was their senior medical, I think the senior medical guy. And then Makes obviously sense. the Doug Teeter, their trainer, their head trainer, they moved him down to Lakeland because they still yeah. like Doug Teeter, but I don't think they're, they Doug want Teeter's, somebody. Doug Teeter's someone you don't want to see in the dugout when you, when you start thinking healthy and athletics. Doug Teeter is not the first person that uh, that comes to mind. Right? right. When you could balance a, a tray of food on his ass and not have <laughs> yeah. to move. I mean, that's the guy's bigger than most. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't yeah. really. Yeah. Because you ever yeah. you ever go to the gym and you ever have like a uh, those personal trainers and you're like, dude, that guy's a dad bod. What's he fucking talking to me? Dude, I saw that when I was at Planet Fitness a couple weeks ago. Actually, <laughs> it's saying. like, what is and, that and guy I, doing? I saw that the guy was giving like a tour of the gym and he had like his personal trainer shirt on. And I was like, I looked at him. I was like, I'm in better shape than that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's like, what you want to do? And he's showing you how to do like skull crusher curls and stuff. And you're like, this guy's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. But here, please take my money. All right. Yeah. So this is kind of one of those situations. So I, I love what Scott Harris is doing. Basically, with all the bad fucking injuries this team had last year, and we're talking about like every single one yep. of their rotation. We had like ninety percent of their team hurt. And I liked what AJ Hinch said. He said it's not blaming it on one person, but we want to go about the routine of doing things, the process of yep. how we break down an injury, how we recuperate, rehabilitate from an injury. We want to change that. And you got to, this became stale. And this was not just this year. This was last year and the year before they've had injury problems oh, yeah. too. And so Kevin Rand's been with the Tigers forever. And, uh, you know, as long as I can remember, they've always had injury issues. Right. So I think it's, you know, Scott Harris basically saying, all right, we need to get fresh, fresh minds in here and fresh way of thinking, because obviously the way this guy's doing things isn't working. Right. So. And I love that. That that's this is what it looks like to clean the stink out of yep. your front office, out of an organization, because the Tigers had development issues. And remember, we talked yep. about I think a year, a week or two ago, where he fired they fired Scott Police, yep. their their head of scouting, head of scouting, yep. and they basically let him go. And now they're letting go of their medical staff, and they're going to regenerate with 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 newer minds, newer everything. And I think that's exactly the kick in the shorts this organization needs. And then on top of it, just I think yesterday they hired Rob Metzler. As their yes. assistant GM. Now, if you know Rob Metzler, this is a little inside more, but that he was a big part of what the Tampa Bay Rays did. Yep. He was with yep. them for Christ 15, 16 years, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love this hire. Um, you know, he, he had his hands in a whole bunch of their drafting. Uh, and he's obviously been able to uh, draft good players and just continue to churn out the talent there. And he's also really in on the uh the international signings and stuff. He he's really big into that. So Hopefully this will get the Tigers back into the mix for international signings because you don't see the Tigers you that don't. often uh, getting the big international signing. It'll be nice to get us back in the mix for that too. It so. will. You don't see them in the top 15 where you need to be. They're nope. usually 15 and below, top 25, things like yep. that, but they're not getting the big hitters. The Jason Dominguez is, you know, right. those kind of guys, the Mesas, the the Victor Mesa, the Shohei Otanis. You need guys yeah. in there like that. So, it's going to be cool to see this. One thing I really like that Scott Harris said about Rob Metzler is who he used to be the director of scouting for the Tampa Bay Rays. And like I said, he was behind some of the big names that they got, like Shane McClanahan, mm -hmm. some of those guys that they came in here. And I mean, Joe Ryan, Taylor Walls, Nathaniel Lau. I mean, he was behind some of the bigger names that are providing right now for the Tampa Bay Rays, even Wonder Franco, yeah. uh, with help with international and, uh, we need a guy like this. But one thing I did like about what Scott Harris said is Scott Harris says, it's hard to find a guy who's as sophisticated in the analytical processes of mm -hmm. being 
a GM slash scout and a guy that also knows how to do it the old fashioned way of actually seeing talent. How, you know, right, right. What you hear, what you see, you know. And he says this guy's a great mix of both. And he says that's incredibly rare. And I'm telling you, that just that's Ooh, good. That's what we need. We need good. a guy that can see it from both sides. He can see the analytical right. side, but they also can see the the, the traditional scouting yep. side too. Yeah, because you know you got to see it too. You can look at numbers only so much. You actually got to get out there and watch them play. You know, and, and see that side of it too. So, absolutely, I'm absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited about the the direction we're going, and uh, with the Tigers, and I'm curious to see what happens next. Keep cleaning house, Scott. Keep cleaning house. No. Cleaning house, and I, I think that's yeah. I think that is essential. And speaking of kind of teams restarting, I, I got yeah. a message when we first came on, and Jeff Passan. Uh, an insider for ESPN, he kind of is leaning towards the Yankees keeping Brett Boone, where I think a lot of people think Brett Boone is going to be kicking rocks here pretty soon. Yeah. And I think the Steinbrenners right now are kind of in this. They don't know what to do. They don't know if they need to yeah. get rid of Cashman and Boone or if they need to get rid of Cashman or I, I can see something bubbling up and it might not come to fruition until after the World Series. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on what they would do as an organization moving forward since this horrible loss, horrible sweep in the ALCS. Dude, I think it's time. I, you know, I think it's time to uh, cut bait with both uh, Aaron wow. Boone and, and Brian Cashman because what Cashman's doing isn't working here. He's like trying to nick, you know, he's trying to make a, an effective roster. And I think I talked about it last year after they lost that the Yankees roster there just isn't structured properly. Right. Um, you know, it's, it, it, there's no, there's no flow to it. There's still a team that relies heavily on the big home run to get people on base and knock them home. And it showed in the, uh, the playoffs here, especially the, uh, ALCS that, um, if you can't, if you can't get players on base, the Yankees aren't going to score really any runs, you know, cause they're big, big on the long ball. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, years and, you know, years here. It's been 2009 since they won a World Series, and since they've appeared in a World Series as well, right. they're just underperforming. And I think it's time to uh, say, all right, Brian Cashman, you know, thank you for what you've done, you know, what what you built in uh, years past. But it's been 12 years since we've been to a World Series. It's time for you to go. It's time to get new, fresh blood in the organization, and we'll I'll see you. I mean, that's the giant. The San Francisco Giants did that uh, coming off the their world series run. Yeah, at least there. the giants were able to make the world series though. The Yankees can't even get there. Right. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, but there are teams in there who it's like, listen, we got to, it gets stale. It gets stale. Yeah. You're good. And then, you know, you got a good organization where you're just like, Hey, you know, we won in the past, but it's kind of getting stale now because any other team, these Brian Cashman and Brett Boone are actually two assets to any team. Right. But I think you're right, Steve. I, I think the way the lineups built is just not, it's not working. So I, I hated that he started. I hated that Aaron Boone puts Aaron Judge in the top of the lineup when this guy should be bringing in runs. Oh man, do, do you ever do you watch Alex Rodriguez? Oh, I think Alex Rodriguez is. Yeah. Oh, I loved his analysis on it yep. I, I, and his take on it. I think he was. Compl- I think he's thinking what everybody else was thinking. Like, what's yeah. this guy batting what's at the top of the lineup for? Yeah, he's a guy that you set the table for, and then he drives the people home. You don't have him leading off, right? Batting second. You know, it'd be like if the Tigers tried. Miguel Cabrera and his prime. You know, we're going to lead him off. I think it's a <laughs> yeah. great idea, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. You know, it's stupid. Or Barry Bonds when he was in his prime. Yeah, we'll lead off Bonds. That works out well. You know, I, 
that's an you could tell that's an analytics move. Somebody yeah. said this guy could get on base, but that's all they're yeah. looking at. You know what yep. I mean? And I'm sorry. And as much as I like uh, Giancarlo Stanton, he was the only cleanup guy they had. Yeah. And exactly. why wasn't Judge down there? Now I understand yep. for the playoffs you had Harrison Bader kind of hitting really well at the top of the yep. lineup. Maybe that should have been Harrison Bader. Then you put somebody like, I wouldn't say Glaber because he's been hitting like shit, but maybe Anthony Rizzo at number two. At yeah. least if you wanted a power stick somewhere up there, then maybe yeah. somebody else who you're not sacrificing a lot. But when you're putting Judge at the top of the lineup, you're sacrificing everything. Yeah, he's the, arguably the greatest hitter on the planet right, <laughs> right. now this year. And you put him at, at the top of the order. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. You know, so, yeah, he's made some head-scratching moves. And, you know, people have talked, but he's always winning. He's always, you know, getting to the playoffs, getting the championship series. Well, he also has a lot of talent around him. So I yeah. think any sh- any schmuck could come in and, and take this team to the, uh, the the playoffs and the championship series, but it takes a real manager to put them over the top. And he's made some questionable calls that have not gotten them to that promised land. So couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's you know. I think Boone's days are kind of numbered, especially say they do keep him this retain him for this year. If they don't start out great, cool. he'll be fired before all star break. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I, yeah, I completely, completely agree. Especially, you know, the AL East isn't getting any worse. You know, it's no. get, getting better. Blue Jays are going to keep getting better. Boston's going to probably Boston. bounce back. They'll be yep. fine. Orioles. Uh, depending on the moves they make, Orioles keep getting better. You know, the Rays are always, always going to be there. Yep. So you, you got, you got to look out. It's not like, you know, you're the best, you know, you're the only good team in the division. Guess what? There's about five teams right now that are good in the, uh, the American League East. So, right. Yep. And that's, that's where I think the Yankees, because the Yankees have always been mover and shakers. So mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, we're probably going to see somebody leave before, probably after the World Series. But I think you're going to see something happen. And I think their priority should be to sign Aaron Judge in the offseason. Yep. And whatever you have to do, if it has to try and peddle some contracts to make room for the money, because that's going to put them heavily over the uh, the luxury tax, because you're already absolutely. paying a bunch to Stanton. Still, you got all that money going to Garrett Cole. Um, you know, you got you know, a few other big contracts on there that you're still you know taking on. So, um, but yeah, I agree. Your top priority needs to be do what you have to do to get Aaron Judge uh, signed uh, long term, because yep. he's young. Uh, he's, you know, definitely you can, you can build around him, uh, for a good five, six years, seven, you know, so mm. do what you got to do, make some moves, you know, make it happen. So, yeah, it's going to start at like 10, 12 years, 400 yeah. millions, the starting yeah. point. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> for, if they didn't want to pay him, they picked the wrong season to not want to pay him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They picked the wrong season to just start dicking around with him. All right. Well, you know what? We will go to our, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah, I'll show you. And he did. And he did. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what the Yankees pull off here. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to let go of Cashman because he's been part of the Steinbrenner family for years. So we'll see. We'll see. Some, eventually, at some point, you got old yeller, these people. I know you've been here a long time, but yeah, like we said earlier, look what the Tigers are doing, but they're longtime uh, people that have been in the organization forever. Eventually, yep. you just have it's time to go. All yep. right. Got to move with the times. It's been 12 years since you've made the World Series and won one. 13 years, actually. Yeah. Uh, you got to change. It's time. It's time, it's time to go. For, time for a move. Yep. So. Yep, exactly. So, Steve, you had something here with the World Series. I did, yeah. So, you know, it's sort of like I, I call it the World Series tale of the tape. Uh, we go through each position and, you know, sort of uh, 
you know, make our picks of who we think uh, has the advantage in, in each position. And then, you know, at the end, we could say, you know, say you're heading over to Bavada and you want to place your bet on who you think is going to win the World Series. Uh, we make our pick then at the end of who, who we like. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think this is a good because this will be kind of a who has advantage of each position. So starting yeah. out with starting pitching. It's either Astros or Phillies who who has the best starting out. I think is I think the advantage with the starting pitching. I ha- I hate to say it, but I think it's still even though Justin Verlander's a little down and it makes yep. me after we had that whole Justin Verlander talk <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, but it's not just on him. I mean, Valdez has stepped up big time Christian right. Javier, but I still think the Astros have the advantage when it comes think- to the uh, starting pitching. I, I, I think so, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, the Phillies have a good staff. Obviously, Aaron Nola's great. Zach Wheeler, you know, has, has been fantastic. Uh, you know, Eflin. But if I if I look at you know, in, in a World Series, usually take your your three three best pitchers, and I'll take Houston's three best pitchers there with Verlander over uh, over the Phillies. So, yeah, um, that, that's uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Astros myself on starting pitching. So Astros are getting the advantage of starting pitching. Yep, yep. So going to the bullpen again. It's bullpen as a whole. Um, just looking at the Phillies bullpen and looking at uh, Houston's bullpen, uh, I'd like to uh, take my take. I'm also going to go with with Houston on this. I saw a stat uh, for the uh, for the playoffs. They have an ERA. Their bullpen, Houston's bullpen, is an ERA at .82 and has allowed three runs the the entire postseason. Mm. So, and it's been on the long ball. I guess if there's a, a downside, is they 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 do give up the home run, but. I like Ryan Presley. They haven't even really tapped their full potential with the bullpen. So uh, I'm going to go with, with Houston uh, has the advantage for the, uh, the bullpen. Uh, who are you liking? I, I think I'm going to go the opposite way on it. I, I think Good I want for you. I, I think, I think the Phillies are probably going to be have the advantage with the bullpen just because okay. you see some guys starting in the last couple of games. Uh, true. They get, uh, they've shit the bed. Sometimes I know Brad hand isn't ha- having the greatest postseason in the world. You're talking about a, uh, 7.36 ERA, uh, not great. He, he hasn't no. been great, but I think he's due. And I kind of like what I see more out of their bullpen. I love Zach Eflin. I, I think yep. this is a guy that's getting better. I think you're going to see with the time off that they had, you're going to have, because a, a lot of these guys are tired and being used a lot. I think David Robertson is one of the best that they have mm-hmm. in that bullpen as well. Yep. And plus, it's kind of interesting because once you get later into the series, if if people are winning games, and you might see starting pitchers oh, yeah. through the bullpen. Yep. And I think one thing I've seen with the Phillies is they have no problem moving some of their starting pitchers. I've seen Noah Syndergaard going to the bullpen to, to help bring back, bring them back here, Nola. So I, I think overall, if you're kind of looking at who has the flexibility and who has the potential to be better, I think uh, the Phillies for me, for sure. Okay, so we're, uh, we're, we don't agree on that one, so that's okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on to catcher. Uh, we got uh, Maldonado versus JT Rumuto, and uh, we're both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're both in agreement that Rumuto has the the Phillies have the advantage there with Rumuto. So I mean, he, he's arguably probably the best catcher in all yeah, of base. baseball. One of the best, but probably all yeah. the best catcher in all of baseball. Definitely yeah. in the National League. Uh, it's I mean Maldonado. Maldonado. He's a good. He's been good. A good catcher. Huh. I know. He their backup uh, Christian Vasquez is there as well, but Maldonado yep. has been taking some more. Has been getting some more starts, and while he has been playing good, it's I still think Real Muto is the guy there for sure. 
Yep. Yep. So we, we, uh, we agree on that heading over to uh, first base. Uh, we got, uh, Yuli Guriel and, uh, Reese Hoskins. Uh, what's your, uh, who, who are you taking on that one? I'm going to go with Reese Hoskins. Okay. Now you. the thing is <clears throat> I do. I think Yuli Guriel is the better postseason player. Like I I've always thought Yuli Guriel, he always comes up big for this team. And I, I think that this is a guy that could potentially be the sleeper of the Eastern Astros for the World Series. But yeah. I, I like Reese Haskins is turning up his game a little bit more. His sure. strikeouts are down. Uh, he's also, I think for the NLCS, he clubbed in like seven RBIs, which is pretty good. Four home runs. I mean, this guy is he's doing better. And I, I'm looking at my approach here is just the potential and what I'm seeing in the players now, they might have started stagnant. They kind of been stagnant to start, but I see these guys increasing every game, every series. They're getting a little bit better. And I think somebody like Reese Hoskins, he's always that bat you need. He kind of reminds me of Anthony Rizzo. I think he's going to be kind of taking the same cue here in the World Series. So I got my advantage just because on a, plus he's younger. So mm-hmm. I think on a, on a, on an age base and performance potential performance, I'm yep. going with Reese Hoskins. What about you? Okay, I'm going to go the opposite and go with uh, Yuli Gurriel there in Houston. Uh, just, you know, based on on his postseason performance here. Uh, I think uh, I heard Bregman or Altuve, you know, Gurriel didn't start his career till, uh he was 32 years old, mm-hmm. uh, his major league career. And, you know, they said if he had started, you know, at 20, 21, he could easily be a, uh, be a Hall of Famer. He's, he's that good. And he's come up clutch. Uh, if you look at the... Uh, uh, here in the ALCS, he batted 333. You know, had a, a home run, couple RBIs, but you know his career in in the World Series is is very very good. I believe he's a career 266 average in the World Series with three home runs, 11 RBIs. So he does come up clutch, and I, I see him coming up clutch again. I think when we were doing our playoff preview show and we talked about Houston, I think I talked to him, talked uh, for him to be one of the sleepers. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Guriel, and I'm giving that advantage to Houston for first base. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving over to second, we got uh, for the Astros Jose Altuve and then Gene Segura for the Phillies. Uh, if you ask me, uh, I'm going to go with with Houston again here with Altuve. Okay. I know he's uh, he hasn't had the best playoffs so far, but he's four for seven in his last seven at bats with uh, making good contact on the ball. And he's got he's got that playoff experience, and I think he's going to hopefully carry it over to the World Series and uh, put on a go show here for Houston. So I'm going to give the advantage to Altuve and the Astros. I'm going to go the opposite side. I think I'm going to go with Gene Segura and okay. the Phillies. I think okay. they just and, and it's easy to see why. It's just because Altuve has been hitting like dog squeeze, yeah, yeah. for the entire postseason. We're talking about an 094 ERA, Ooh. only three hits. I mean, he's not really doing a lot. I did see him get a he a little better uh, for the ALCS, but yeah, I just, uh, he, he hasn't been playing good and he's only 32. So it's not really an age thing. I really don't know what it is. It's probably, you know, he's just not playing good. He's kind of off right now, but Gene Segura, it's not like he's been lights out either. I mean, he's actually two fifty seven average nine hits, five RBIs. He's playing a little bit better. uh, But I, I think I saw from him in the NLCS, I saw him just get better and better. And I think this guy come, Come time to play in the World Series, he's going to be one of their go-tos. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with second base, uh, Gene Segura. Okay. All right. I'll feel you. Um, third base, uh, yeah. we got Alec, Alec Baum and uh, Alex Bregman. 
Uh, I think we agree. We agree. <laughs> hard, uh, uh, hard to yeah. dif- differentiate from that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, advantage Houston with with Bregman there. I mean, what can you say about Alex Bregman? The guy is the the guy is just fun to watch. He came up big again in the uh, ALCS. Yeah, year and uh, you know he, he just keeps continuing to uh, to deliver. He isn't the best. Uh, you know, World Series hitter in his three no. World Series, he's batting a buck eighty-eight. But he also comes up with big hits. He's got five home runs and fifteen RBIs in the World Series. You know, his career there. So uh, he's got the experience. So yeah, I'm going with 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 Bregman. So. Yeah, same. I mean, for everything you said, I mean, right now he's kind of having an MVP postseason. So yeah. it's yep. really hard to go out bomb with that one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's head over to uh, to shortstop. Got uh, Pena and Stott. Yep. Uh, do we agree on this one too? <laughs> we did. Yeah, we agree. All right. It's hard because Jeremy Pena is having an MVP postseason too. Did he get the uh, the MVP for the ALCS? I, I think yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Yep, yep. The guy's coming up big. He's really embracing the moment, and uh, yeah, he can't be. It's hard. He's not been stopped really uh, this postseason. So ten hits, three hundred three <laughs> average. I mean, five RBIs. He's bringing them in. He's playing a great glove at shortstop. Yep. No errors. I mean, this guy's been all over the place. So yeah, it's really hard. Bryson Stott, as much as I love Bryson Stott, right for the Phillies, I just don't. I, he's not in the same caliber right now as Jeremy mm-hmm. Pena's playing. Nope, I I completely agree. Yeah, uh, taking a trip to the outfield. Uh, so we got uh, for the Phillies, Castellanos, Brandon Marsh, and Kyle Schwarber, and for the Astros, uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez, uh, McCormick, and Kyle Tucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me. I know I'm going to go, uh, you're going to be like, say what? I'm going to go with the Phillies. I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. They, it, it just based on what these players have been doing in the postseason right now. Castellanos, we talked about it last week, uh, had a, a subpar first season here at the Phillies, but has come on strong here at the end, and and it's been a, a nice big bat. Brandon Marsh had some big hits, especially in the Braves series, and uh mm-hmm. You know, they and Kyle Schwarber, what can you say? The guy uh, either strikes out or hits home runs, it feels like. Uh, and he's come up with some big home runs. Uh, so I'm going to go with the, those three monster bats uh, with the Phillies there for their outfield. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go the opposite way. Just, but the okay. thing is, I think these both of these outfields yeah. match up very well. They do yep. match up very yep. well. I think even better than last year's World Series with the Braves. I agree. So I agree. Yeah. I, I think. Um, Oh, uh, for the Astros side, you got Jordan Alvarez, uh, Chase McCormick, and then obviously Kyle Tucker. And yep. you could say Alvarez and Tucker are hitting just as good as uh, Castellanos and, and and Kyle Schwarber. Yep. So I mean, Schwarber is just been playing lights out ball. I mean, some of the the home runs that he's smacking yeah. are just like monster shots, dude. So yep. check that guy for PEDs, right? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> But I, I think I'm just going on the opposite side just because I think Alvarez and Tucker haven't been playing bad, but they're young. They might not understand the moment as much, but right. God damn if they're not good hitters. So yeah. definitely, uh, I think they got the the potential, the, the ceiling, the advantage for sure. I hear you. Uh, DH, uh, got Trey Mancini for the Astros, Bryce Harper there for the Phillies. I think mm-hmm. we're... We're in agreement that Bryce Harper has been fucking all postseason. Oh, uh, how can we choose anybody but Bryce Harper? <laughs> yeah. We we're gonna choose Trey Mancini, the strikeout I'm king sure. below yeah. Joey Gallo. No. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Bryce Harper, four hundred in the uh, championship series, two home yeah. runs, five RBIs, uh, appearing in his first World Series. He, he's yeah, he's heads and tails, heads above Trey Mancini in the DH position. If so. if it ended today, 
and the uh-huh. Phillies won the World Series, Bryce Harper would be yep. the postseason MVP. Yep. I mean, yep. this guy he's probably going to win the Willie Mays World Series award as well if he keeps hitting the way he's hitting. Yep. This guy is just amazing. He Everything he does from start to finish, you and I have been so critical his entire career. Yeah. But I, but but come on, I mean, like I know some people are probably be like, "Wow, you guys are like really hard on Bryce Harper," but why not? I mean, because yeah, because he didn't lead the Nationals to anywhere. For this time, he was just so overhyped, and he wasn't. He had that 2015 MVP season, but beyond that, he really didn't do anything. And then you seen somebody like Juan Soto surpass him, and then he got paid yep. all this money by the Phillies. And at the start of it, he wasn't worth what they were paying him. No, so close. only this season, it was like, wow. I mean, he played DH a lot. I think that has a lot to do with it right. when he could just focus on hitting more. But he's also a very good fielder as well. But I think with Castellanos being able to play right field and left field more, yeah. I think that opens Bryce Harper up to DH. And I think we're finding the the reward of that, the benefits of that reward with how he's playing in this offseason or in this yeah. postseason. Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, advantage Phillies on that. Yes. And uh, we'll go to managing. We got Dusty Baker. Uh, and uh, for the Astros and Rob Thompson there for uh, for the Phillies. And I think we're in agreement on that, too, uh, for, for for good old Dusty trying to get that World Series. I think advantage Dusty just based on the experience, uh, everything he brings to the table. Right. I mean, there's a reason Bovada is putting these guys, uh, the Astros up the top, and it's because yep. El Tuve, Bregman, and, I, what are, and Dusty Baker, what do all these guys have in common? They have experience, and experience yep. is key. So that's why we're seeing it's hard because Bryce Bryce Harper has never really been to a World Series. You have yeah. Casty who's been to a World Series, but um Schwarber has been to a World Series. But when I when you look at the brass tax, the the nuts and bolts of it all, yep. obviously you understand why Bravada is choo- choosing the Houston Astros. Uh yep. once they have like a uh, over 165. So obviously you know that line is like, okay, the Astros are definitely going to yeah. be the leaders in this just because they have right. the experience moving forward. Exactly. And Dusty Baker is a big reason why this team is still yep. relevant. Yep. Yep. Completely agree. No, no knock on Rob Thompson. Definitely a great uh, uh, Cinderella story here to take over for Joe Girardi and, and lead this team to, uh, to the world series. But yeah, yeah. Advantage Houston, Dusty Baker. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you can, uh, you can get that world series. So, so if I would ask you, uh, Heading over to uh, Bavada to make your World Series pick, Mike. Who are you going with? That's a good question. Um, boy, I know. Put a little pressure. I'm going to go. There. I'm going to stick with the Astros. I think it's going to yeah. be. The, I, just, I want the Phillies to win. Yep. I want the Phillies to win. Like I'll be cheering for the Phillies just because. Yep. And you and I have talked about this. If Justin Verlander wins another World Series with the Astros, he's not <laughs> yep. going to retire a Tiger. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not going to the Hall of Fame as a Tiger. That that it's going to be the Astros logo on his, uh, his, his uh, which it just flag. kills me inside. So yep. I hope the Phillies win, but unfortunately, I think everything we're going up now, I think it's going to be the Astros. The Astros to lose. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, if I was over there uh, on Bavada placing a bet, my bet is going to be on the Houston Astros. Just from everything that we talked about, um, I like you said, I'm going to root for the Phillies though. And and it honestly, if the Phillies did win, it would not surprise me at all because no. they've they've proven everyone wrong every chance they've gotten here in the postseason. Uh, they you know, and they've definitely been the the darlings of the postseason here, just to show that you know the, they're the true underdog story. 
which is fun because they're in Philadelphia, Rocky Balboa. They really are the Rocky Balboa of the uh, the MLB postseason right now. So I'm going to yeah. go with Houston to win it, but I will be, uh, for the reasons you stated as well, uh, rooting for the uh, the, uh, for the Phillies. So Absolutely. Me too. Shall we head on over to Collection Corner? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right, let's go. Yeah. You uh, told me about <laughs> that was a good dance, by the way. Uh, you uh, you told me about uh, uh, a big hit that you had. So you've been doing these uh, these set breaks or card breaks or pack breaks and stuff uh, mm-hmm. recently, and I think you've come across uh, you kind of hit the the jackpot, so to speak. Yeah. So I've been doing this whatnot app, and on the whatnot app they actually have, and that's not a plug, but on the whatnot app they actually have. <laughs> No free shout outs. Uh, yeah, right. On yeah. the on the whatnot app, um, they have uh, breaks like they have the Lupe app and all those. It's the same thing. And they have these yeah. box breaks. And I ended up go, uh, going in and how these box breaks, if you are familiar with other people, if other people aren't familiar with how these work, basically you buy in, you you auction. So they'll auction like a spot, you know, and whoever gets the highest bid will get a spot, but it's randomized. So you get a randomized okay. team. And since I've been doing it, I, I, I'm, I've been pretty good at nailing the uh, the Dodgers, the Tigers I have before okay. and some of those. And one time when I bought in, bought in for $20, and this was over the weekend, and I ended up getting a, or I think it was over the weekend, I got a uh, Los Angeles Angels spot. So, okay. and it was good. So I got my Los Angeles Angels spot and I got a couple others. I think it was like Milwaukee Brewers and it was one time I had the Rockies. It was really bad. So, but this one, I think I only, I said, I'm just going to do one, just a quick thing while I'm sitting there. And I watched the box break and he was opening up tops Chrome. And what I ended up getting just from a regular tops Chrome was a autographed Shohei Otani, uh, all-star, like an all-star Chrome card. And Clutch that's like pearls. a Oof. one in a million pull, man. Cause yeah. that barely happens. And when you do get pulls, like I've seen him pull, one other top chrome signature but it's like somebody that's like, like you know a what i mean or something that you've never really heard of right or yeah it'd be like, like oh pavin smith or yeah, yeah or jackson cower or it would just be somebody you're not like totally hyped about right 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 so i i ended up pulling they ended up pulling a shohei otani and it shows him and, and he's and he's hitting it shows his autograph which is great and i looked up the price of that and at first i was like oh it's gonna be like a $200 card, right? It's like $20 yeah. in. I'm just, that's all right. But then I started digging a little bit more and I was looking at the wrong cards. So I ended up looking <laughs> and these things go over, over a thousand dollars. These are like a $1,200 card. Nice. And I couldn't fucking believe it. So I'm sitting on like a $1,200 card that costed me like 20 bucks to buy in. It was fucking that's amazing. What's up. Yeah. I that's, was like, what are you fucking serious? That's, that's like, that's like heading on over to Bavada and just like, uh, just like play, place the bet on like the 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 scrappy scrappy underdog and then just hitting the jackpot. I, yeah. I fucking love it, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was it was a lot of fun just to go through those. I've had some good ones. They pulled some good Mike Trout's and stuff, but man, that Otani yeah. is just like yeah. Like, so are you are you like are you are you addicted to these uh these box breaks now? And I kind of am, but I got to yeah. kind of wane back because it does get expensive. Because basically. They charge you right away, man. As soon as you fucking bid, <laughs> and, and, it's like it's like Los Caesars when you order the pizza. All of a sudden, you check your statement right off the bat, even before it's hot and ready for you. The money's gone. That's exactly <laughs> it. You're like, oh, that that was faster than that. Remember in um, 
remember in uh god it was uh i think it was friends that episode of friends when he got that sailboat you know like put all oh, that yeah. information yeah. like wow they they did that pretty fast you know? <laughs> yeah. um but th- no that's basically it and and they they charge you right away and then the next day or two they ship it out and say so you're gonna get your card quicker than legends <laughs> yeah i already got it but the thing is they they delivered it to my uh my spark my address oh, in West Michigan. For you in sparta huh yeah so, it, it, so basically and i'm stuck here up on the up for right now so yeah. uh you know i have my brother's been getting all my my cards and everything so uh, and he'll bring he brought them up you know when he was up here this last time but oh, cool um but i didn't get the show hey yet that just came in so he's picking that up and or yeah he picked put it that up in a safe place yeah that's definitely going going into a safe i'm gonna have to probably get it graded and go through the oh whole yeah thing, definitely but... something like that i definitely get it graded because it'll just increase the value on it 100 percent, dude 100 yep. oh man that's great oh, yeah yeah so that's pretty cool oh and just breaking news real quick uh jerry lee lewis died great balls of fire great balls of fire but then i said but then the daily mail gave me a correction it says jerry lee lewis is still alive after false claim he had died <laughs> Well, I mean, when you get that old, you're going to get a lot of false claims. Aren't it, you? It's very touch and go. <laughs> it's very touch and go. Exactly. Oh, man. Mr. Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. But uh, for Collection Corner this week, yeah. uh, it's a very World Series uh, centric yeah. kind of pull. So up for me, I'm going with catchers for okay. my up and down catcher uh, to start up for me is JT Real Muto. He's the card I pick uh, that's kind of rising. It's $7.80. Yeah. That's a 210.81% uh, markup. Market price right now sits around $11.50. Some cards I really like that you can get, but they're, or if you have them, they're worth something uh, right now. Is this 2015 Tops update, his 2021 Tops tribute, and his 2019 Tops on demand mini, uh, which okay. is part of the uh, 1984 uh, style inserts? Love it. And then down is Mar- uh, Martin Maldonado, Ooh. which he's down $15.22. That's around 72.06% decrease. Market price right now sits around $5.90. So some stuff you can get for super cheap that are really nice cards. There's 2013 Tops Gold, number 628. 2020 Tops Gallery, number two, or number 51. And his 2021 Tops Updated Series Green Ice Foil. Sounds like a hot card right there. Whew. All right. So me uh, sticking with a similar theme. Uh, up for me this week is uh, Justin Verlander. He's up $23.82 or 66.26% to a market value of $59.77. Uh, up cards for him include his 2005 Tops Rookie, number 677, PSA 10. That's really the true rookie. I have the 2006 Tops Rookie, but I'd really like to get my mitts on the 2005 uh, mm. Tops as well. Uh, and then also a 2019 Panini Flawless Patch, number five. Down this week is uh, for the Phillies, Nick Castellanos. He's down $7.19 or 69.13% to a mm. market value of $3.21. Mm. Uh, down cards looking to pick up would be a 2020 Tops Chrome Black on card auto number 99, uh, as well as this 2014 Tops Chrome Rookie. So those are my up and down for the week. Nice. Yeah. Shall we uh, get out the candles here, celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a happy birthday to Red Sox great and Hall of Famer Pedro Martinez, born on October 25th, 1971. Uh, Martinez uh, has a 219 and 100 uh, loss record there, uh, 219 wins, 100 losses, ERA under three at 2.93. 
strikeouts over 3,000 at 3,154. Obviously, he's best known for his time there with the Red Sox. Uh, Eight-time All-Star, World Series champ 2004, three-time Cy Young Award winner, Triple Crown in 1999, MLB wins leader in 99, five-time MLB ERA leader, three-time AL strikeout leader, and a member of the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame, where his number 45 is retired. And we'll a trivia. partridge. In a pair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll trivia on him in uh, 1,129 career batters faced with two outs and runners in scoring position. Pitcher Martinez has uh, allowed a 1.168 batting average. Mm. So basically, runners on base, he really mo- uh, bears down and not many of them get across. So hmm. happy birthday to Pedro. Happy birthday, Pedro. Well, shit, Steve, that's a show. It is a show, man. That was a really good show. Yeah. We're talking World Series. Next time we talk to everybody, we'll be balls deep into the World Series. Yeah. So I'd say uh, head on over to Bobata, place World Series bets. Uh, now, because. Now, yeah. Now, because things could change, especially game ones on on fr- on Friday here, uh, and obviously things can fluctuate depending on how the uh, the series goes here. So yeah, I'm looking at the game line for game one, and it just shows like pitching change there. Nola for Zach Wheeler. So I think Zach Wheeler was uh, going to start, and then they yeah. put uh, Nola in, but then they said Zach, Zach Wheeler. They said uh, all wagers involving Zach Wheeler. There's no action, so it okay. didn't really tip the scales any. Like the, the game lines still are the same. So. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah. So take what we said with a grain of salt and do what you want to do. So, <laughs> or just fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you win some, you lose some, right? Yeah. <laughs> fuck us. All right. Yeah. Well, par for the course. Oh yeah, dude. Hey, thanks everybody for listening, especially now that we're here on Underdog Podcast. Welcome yeah. if you're here joining us for the first time, and for the ones that for those that have been here for a while. Good to see you. Good to yeah. good that. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, be a friend. Tell a friend. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It's kind of a bummer to that. The World Series starts on what Friday, so we're kind of hanging out yeah. until then. But yeah, until then we that, get to you know watch some basketball and hockey, which is okay, I guess. Yeah, I'll take that. In the meantime, thanks everybody. We will catch y'all next week. Deuces. Mm-hmm.